When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ivan Tony is the biggest cheat in football. Once a cheat, always a cheat. Welcome to the five things we learn about Brentford 3 Forest 2. Good morning, giddy bling or good night. Hope you guys are well and welcome to the video. Coming up, we're going to talk about Tony and what a mm, he is. We'll be talking about the whole free kick stuff, what we learned from the game, what we need to sign, and are Forest in trouble or are things looking better? We'll cover all this off. If you haven't already, please don't forget to hit that like button. Subscribe to Forest Fan TV if you are new. And tonight at 8 p.m., we will have Grumpy Old Reds, where I can't wait to hear what the boys think about the game yesterday. So let's jump into this, and we can only start with one prick. Once a cheat, always a cheat. Banned for eight months for cheating. Sky moved the game by a week to get their golden boy in cheating and what does he go and do he goes and breaks the rules of football to gain an advantage on the pitch ivan tony is the biggest waste of space on this planet and on top of that the brentford fans are embarrassing the fact they back this guy who told Brent brentford to f off it just reminds you of someone who's in a relationship with the worst person in the world. Absolute scum of the universe. And just because they are good looking, they'll put up with the abuse, with everything else. That is Ivan Tony and the three Brentford fans that are across this planet. They are in an abusive relationship. The Brentford fans know deep down inside, he wants to move on to bigger and better things. Just like someone who's going out with someone way above his station knows that when that next man comes round, she is gone but they are just hanging on for dear life they're embarrassing he's embarrassing how dare he move the ball moving the ball fine but then to add it by moving the foam and then cheating blatantly is not acceptable and what happens 
absolutely nothing. Why? Because he's Sky's golden boy. You heard Carragher saying he basically gave him man of the match before a ball was kicked. They had to hype this one up through the roof and there was nothing going to stop them at all. Look even on match of the day when that idiot Williams got asked the straight question by Alex Scott. Was it cheating or not? He did not even have the kahunas to answer that question. He is paid on match of the day to be a pundit to answer questions and what does he say well you not make up your own mind why don't you give us an answer are you scared are you scared well i'll give you the answer it's blatant cheating now even though tony's cheated and there's no one even the three brentford fans can agree to it the point here is forest reaction was was annoyingly bad matt turner he can't set up a wall he can't do anything right. He's just so lacking in confidence that he gives me no confidence in him. And I'm not saying Vlax any better. We'll come on to the keepers in a minute. Ryan Yates smelt the danger, tried to warn Turner about it, but then himself dives across the wall instead of widening the wall. And then for me, the biggest culprit in all of this is Callum hudson Adoy. What on God's green earth was he doing? He was marking no one. He was five foot away from the wall. And then he just puts up a lazy leg. Go and widen the wall. You're doing absolutely nothing there. And the one who's getting away with this is Mangala who gave away the free kick in the first place. And on top of that, the ref himself gave Brentford about three extra yards because the initial foul was further away. It's just a whole pile of crap that goal and it's got my blood absolutely boiling because this is happening tight week in week out against Forest. Decisions BS ones are going against us. But this guy is an absolute cheat and Sky still hiding behind his blouse trying to give him the accolades and oh what a player he is. Go do one, Sky. Seriously, your big six agenda and your players that you want to see moved in this transfer window because it's such a dead transfer window that you need some kind of name to move, some kind of big money signing to get everyone paying for your subscriptions. You're all a goddamn joke. But what do you guys think about Tony and his cheatingness? The guy who had to bet, who got banned for eight months, comes back, shows no remorse, Puts two fingers up at the Brentford fans. Tells them that he wants to leave anyway. And those stupid Brentford fans are still there. Freaking on their knees. Alright, I'm going to talk about this. But I don't want to talk about it long. Because I am sick of this topic. I'm going to say a very simple statement. We need to sign a goalkeeper. I will forego every single signing for the next three years. If Forrest go this window and sign up a decent goalkeeper. A goalkeeper who doesn't make my butthole pucker up every time the ball is laid back to him. A goalkeeper who can line a wall up. That's on the Turner side. How about on the Vlacadema's side? A goalkeeper who will come out for crosses. A goalkeeper who maybe will save the ball once in a while. I am sick and tired of talking about goalkeepers. Now, a lot of people say, oh, he didn't have a bad game after that. He looked composed. I was still seeing him kicking that goddamn ball out 
into touch. His, his distribution is shocking. He takes too long to distribute the ball. He is too slow and he is too shaky need for me right now. Forest need a goalkeeper as a number one priority now, or we are going to have one hell of a tough season. Nuno's got us attacking. Nuno's got us scoring goals. But if we're going to be leaking them in left, right and centre at the back, we are going nowhere. This needs to be addressed and needs to be addressed now in this window. That's all I'm saying about the goalkeepers, man. I'm sick of talking about them. All right, now that I've got that off my chest, let's calm it down a bit and talk about Forest pragmatically here. Are Forest fine or are we in trouble? That is a key question to kind of discuss today. And for me, I'm seeing so much good stuff on the pitch. Yesterday, I thought in general, Forest were really good until that free kick, of course. But we were dominating. We were pressing the ball. I've seen really stupid things on Twitter today saying, well, not stupid, but opinions, should we say, where people are saying that reminded them so much of Cooper and the style of Cooper and the result of Cooper. I don't agree with that at all. Yeah, I kind of think I know where they're coming from when they're saying it's a bit of a Cooper performance where mistakes cost us. But let's look at the possession. Forest, 50-odd percent possession. Forest creating chances. Forest pressing higher up the pitch. These are all things we could only have dreamed of with Cooper. And what's quite funny is a lot of people that are tweeting this are Cooperites anyway. And it's like, so have you completely changed your mind? So we were right the whole time, were we? But anyway, that's a whole other debate. Now, these are things and these are building blocks that give me so much hope and so much potential in terms of where Forrest can go and what Forrest can do this season. But it all centers back to me on a goalkeeper. Murillo is starting to worry me a bit. Aerially, he's not very good. I still start to think what Dino said a few weeks ago, put him in CDM, probably is the safest option. And let's be honest, Forrest were playing yesterday with, I would say, five to six of our actual starting team out injured or out in the AFCON. And we we really did and should have and could have won that game yesterday if it wasn't for a certain cheat and certain mistakes happening in that game. There's so much potential to come from Forest, But let's be real, there's still the cloud of the uh, PSR stuff, the FFP stuff, that Forest could be docked points. And we've got a tough run coming up. I think we've got Arsenal next at home. Then we got like Bournemouth and Newcastle and West Ham. All tough matches. It doesn't get any easier until March. But I'm not worried about these games necessarily. I'm worried about our lack of depth currently with so many African internationals out. You do have to question, did this not occur to them in the summer when we were signing players? Did they not think about the impact of the AFCON? Or was the thought process going to be that we will be safe enough and clear enough that it won't matter or that we will just buy more players in January to fill the holes in. And then this whole FFP thing comes in. So there's no point in getting way ahead of station in terms of where I think Forrest should be. I do think we will move up the table. But the question is, could Forrest be hit with a points penalty? Or could Forrest be hit with a fine or even a transfer embargo? And that's why I go back to the point of the keeper. If Forrest get hit with a transfer embargo, then we damn well better get a keeper in this January. Because that potentially could happen and we won't be able to sign anyone, say, in the summer window, for example. I don't think we're in trouble. Am I worried? Yes, I am. 
Because I think this FFP thing is going to be the make or break of it. If Forest get no point deductions, we're definitely going to be okay. If we get hit with six, probably can still do it. Probably still should be okay. Any more than that, and seriously start clenching your buttholes, man, because it's going to be an absolute roller coaster. And we have some tough games coming up. We messed up some of the home games against the crap teams in the league. And we're going to have to go away to them and see what we can do. But are we in trouble? The honest answer is, deep down inside, I don't think so. But i got this nagging voice in my ear that is slightly, slightly worried. But I do feel Nuno will get the best out of us. But are you guys worried is my question. Let me know in the comments down below. All right, so let's move on to our next point. And I want to talk about Danilo. And is he back to the old Danilo? Is he back on track? There were some really positive signs yesterday for me from Danilo. His goal was a thing of beauty. Yet again, completely ignored by match of the day. That was the best goal in the game by a country mile. And they didn't even bother even acknowledging it in their analysis after the match. But that to one side, I do feel he started off really well. First 15, 20 minutes, he was brilliant. And then he kind of went into Danilo of this season, a few misplaced passes, etc. But what I loved is when Nuno just realized what was going on in the pitch, reorganized it, put him in the eight, and he was absolutely sensational for me. In fact, he was part of the reason we scored that second goal with his work rate and his press winning that ball back and helping create the build-up into that opportunity. But it doesn't, you know, you can't just judge it off one game. I need to see a run of consistency now by Danilo. What I do like, and what I wouldn't have done, which shows why Nuno's a million times better than me, is I would have thought Danilo was up for potentially being dropped. Now, maybe because we are short on bodies, um, Nuno played him. Or maybe he's playing him through the bad patch, knowing how good he was towards the end of last season. If Danilo can continue to produce the form he did for the majority of that match, he will be back on track, and I am looking forward to it. I am really excited and almost impatient to see Forrest or should I say Nuno fielding our strongest team imagine Taiwo back in the team imagine Alanga back fit Morgan Gibbs-White Danilo Sangare Dominguez that to me is one hell of a front six putting in the back there maybe um, Nia Kate, Bolly, Murillo we got options Einar at left back the team is all really good and has serious potential until, of course, you get to the goalkeeper position. But back on Danilo, that goal will do him the world of good. The goal against Blackpool will help him as well. It's good to see the old Cactus Jack guns coming back out. He needs goals, and goals will help his confidence. I still don't think he's the best finisher in the game, but my God, did he absolutely lace that one in yesterday. So Danilo, keep that mindset, keep that confidence level up, and hopefully he will go from strength to strength. How do you guys feel about Danilo's performance yesterday? Let me know in the comments down below. With reports getting very, very strong and heavy about the exit of Mangala, we will have a video for you guys tomorrow on this and a full transfer roundup as things are starting to move in this window for Nottingham Forest. But I just want to put that all to one side and let's play devil's advocate and talk about if he does actually go. Are we going to miss him? I think there are certain elements in his game that we really do need and we really will miss. I think yesterday he was the most composed on the ball outside of maybe Dominguez. His shooting, 
still leaves a lot to be desired. And he did seem to play more in that eight with Ryan Yates playing slightly deeper, which I kind of feel you got to do one or the other with those two. Either you play Yates as a holding six and then you play a Danilo alongside him or you play Mangala as the holding six, and then Danilo. I'm talking about the players we currently have, obviously the Sangare, etc., still to come back. And I felt when we went into that balanced formation with him and Danilo in the six and the eight, we looked really good, and he looked really good towards that second half. But I do think we will miss him. But if Napoli are coming in and the offer is decent, now I'll go into the details tomorrow. I'm still not fully sold on it. But it just feels like he will go. And I think we do need him. Especially in the squad where we seem to get injuries to key players when they come into form. Like Morgan Gibbs-White, Alanga, etc. It just becomes a little messy. And Mangala will be important. But Forrest clearly needs to balance the books. And selling a player like him, if it earns us some good money, may be worth doing it. I'm still very conflicted on it though. What do you guys think? Let me know in the comments down below. That brings you up to date with the five things we learned from yesterday's match. Now, we'll be live at 8pm tonight with Grumpy Old Reds. Please make sure you're there. Don't forget, we've also got the competition going on on Twitter where one lucky winner is going to win the city ground. They're going to win the forest flag and they're going to win the Nottingham Forest Gnome. You've got until Monday to get your entries in. So go check the tweet out on at official FFTV and make sure that you do all the criteria, like the post, repost it, make sure you're following us and Foco, who are sponsoring that giveaway. We'll see you tonight at 8pm. Please don't forget to hit that like button if you haven't already. Subscribe to Forest Fan TV if you're new. And come on, you Reds. Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over a hundred social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.